Oh man Ladies and gentlemen Welcome back to Straight Sports Talk Radio I'm your host Zach Humphrey And we're going to go over week 9 in the NFL And I just finished watching Monday Night Football And I'm sick to my stomach, I'm not going to lie been a Giants fan for a long time, and I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this season. I really am. I really don't care <laughs> about the remaining of the season, because right now, it's all about draft picks. <laughs> it's over, man. It's over. First, the fat boys break up, now this. <laughs> I'm telling you. This is the... And if any team you want to lose to... I really don't care about losing to Detroit. I don't care about losing to Texans. There's two teams you just can't lose to. And one of them is the Dallas Cowboys. And next week is the Jets. If we lose to the Jets, I'm sorry. I'm, it's boycott Sal's. Tell you that right now. Boycott Sal's. I'm just, I can't be a Giants, I can't even say I'm a Giants fan proudly. That was atrocious. Um, it was a competitive game for three quarters. And then everything just, I'm, no, 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 let me keep, let me, let me make this straight. For two quarters, it was a competitive game. And toward the end of the second quarter, the play call was good. I could understand you trying to get those some extra points on the board, but the pass was horrible. You're throwing inside shoulder. You know Giants Stadium this time of year. The wind is something else in there. I, I, I can understand. I'm just not keen on the play calling. The offensive line looks like they got two big holes of Swiss cheese in it. And I'm not going to kill Daniel Jones too much, but I wasn't too high on him in the first place. Lack of arm strength. Good accuracy. Um, Very athletic. I'll give him that. But this whole Danny Dimes thing and I get he's a rookie. But damn it, another interception. Damn it, another fumble. I, just taking care of the football. It's been tough to watch, man. I mean, Giants fans, y'all get all happy and elated and and stick out your chest and oh we got a quarterback. It's it, blaming Eli. Sherman's got to go. He has got to go. He's got to go. Daniel Jones has two fumbles again tonight. Threw for another interception. That's three turnovers again. Again. I think he's, oh my gosh, I think he has about at least four, four fumbles in the last three games. 
in about and it's in, it's averaging interception a game at least. And I, I can live with the interceptions that's gonna happen. Some of the fumbles, that's because of poor pass protection. He's gonna get that. And that's where it comes into play calling. Um I just sit there and shake my head and wonder, like, what, what's going on? Early in the season, matter of fact, one of the first games, first games to see, we had Eli doing rollouts. We had Eli rolling out. The most non-mobile quarterback in history. Next to Tom Brady, probably. And maybe Eli's older now, you know what I'm saying? But in his younger days, maybe. But we had Eli rolling out. And I could sit there and shake my head like, what, what, what are you doing? Not Eli. Come on. What are you doing? They don't throw that interception. They're up by, what was it? The score at the point in time was, they were 12, I think 12, 6 or something like that. And they ended up going into the half. They were winning. They were winning. They had. A, they were up on the Cowboys. And it's the thing that bothers me with the Giants. You know, it really does bother me. Because, you know, here it is. They constantly. They were up 12, 12-10. 12-10 at the time. They ended up going into the half losing 13 to 12. 13 to 12. Where you still could have had, you still could have been up at the time, 12 10. Fine. You run the clock down, maybe you get a field goal yourself, you go up 15 10. But instead, they throw the interception, Cowboys get within field goal range. And they take the lead. And they never gave it back <laughs> after that. They didn't. I mean, are the Cowboys a great football team? Yes and no. They got way more talent on, on the defensive side of the ball. The offensive side of the ball, when they're clicking, Dallas had 429 total yards. Giants, 271. You know, last year, everybody speculated that Odell was talking about, you know, Eli and, you know, throwing a football downfield. Maybe he was talking about Sherman. Because I watched some of this play corner, and I got to shake my head like, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? It's just depressing to be a Giants fan right now. It really is. It really is depressing. And to lose to the Cowboys of all teams hurts even more. Next week, we got the Jets. And it's like the New York Toilet Bowl next week. <laughs> it's like they, the Giants are 2 and 7. The Jets are 2. It's like, you really you kidding me right now? You want to see who the best team in football is? The best team in New York? They're playing for right now. What are they playing for drafts? Draft picks right now. 
Seriously. And I didn't have this kind of expectation. I figured the Giants may have been 8-8 eight eight this season. 8-8. Eight eight. Something respectable. This right here? Oh, man. This has been bad. <sighs> Enough of that. Let's get on to the game of the week, in my opinion, which everybody's been talking about because they got handed their first loss. The New England Patriots are now 8-1. They went into Baltimore and got spanked, as some people would consider it. 37-20. Lamar Jackson, another solid game. Mark Ingram, 15 carries for 115 yards. Tom Brady, it's Tom Brady, 30-46-285. One TD, one interception. But that, that Ravens offensive line was just downright nasty. They were physical. I mean, they just imposed their will on that New England Patriots defensive line. And they ran the ball down New England's throat. They ran the ball for 210 yards on 40 carries. Lamar Jackson played. He, he was good. He was good. 16 carries, 61 yards. Longest one was 18. But passed the ball 17 to 23. No interceptions. No fumbles. Protected the football. I believe Baltimore had time of possession of like something in excess of uh, 35 minutes. 45-minute football game. 48-minute football game. I'm sorry. So... Tom Brady didn't get a chance to be Tom Brady at all, even though he threw 30 or 46. New England couldn't get going where they wanted to get going because they were trailing. Baltimore jumped out to an early 10-0 lead. Even though New England came back, wasn't enough. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. I mean, they were trailing to half, 17-13. Thought it was going to be a game. They stuck in there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised you see these two teams in the AFC Championship game. That's without question. I mean, New England, their schedule going forward, um, damn, pretty easy. Um, not, I don't see them struggling at all. Everybody's all up in arms, but let's be honest. Who do they have to compete with in the AFC East? I mean, Buffalo's having a decent season. They're not having a great season. Could they hand, I believe they play, let's see. Let me look at their schedule for the remaining. Let me see their schedule for the remaining year. So I could put this in real, in good perspective for you guys because... New England remaining on the schedule has the Eagles. Ooh. They got a bye week coming up, which is good for them. And them coming up for bye week's been legendary. Ooh, damn. Damn. Their schedule ain't that easy, but let's let's see. They got the Eagles in two weeks, November 17th. The Cowboys, Thanksgiving. Ooh, that's going to be a good game. 
They got the Texans after that the following week, so they're staying in Texas. They got the Kansas City Chiefs. Ooh. Bengals is the easy gimme. Buffalo. Yeah. And they got the Dolphins. Should be an easy win. So two out of their last, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Two of their last seven games. Easy. Other teams, they could put a hurting on them. But do you see Buffalo really doing any major damage? No. The Bengals, they're non-factor. The Jets, the Dolphins, everybody else in the AFC East, is, it's, it's given to them. Now their biggest thing is just achieving home field advantage. And they're out 8-1. and one. So it's just as long as they can win, let's see, out of those seven games, could they lose to Philadelphia in Philly? Possible. I don't see that happening, no. Uh, versus the Cowboys? Uh, I don't see that happening. I mean, you got the best team in football, in my opinion, run. And with the best head coach going against the dumbest head coach in football. That's right. Jason Garrett is dumb. And take it however you want it. But he's a yes man. That is not his football team. That's Jerry's football team. So I can't see him out coaching Bill Belichick at all. And it's nothing against Jason Garrett, but I haven't seen enough from him to really even warrant him making adjustments to beat Belichick. I'm not. But here's the scary thing. They struggled against Deshaun Watson. I mean, Lamar Jackson. But you got the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, the Texans, Deshaun Watson. That's what made me say it. Their next three games, well, two out of three games against mobile quarterbacks who can move. Now, you may have Pat Mahomes back December 8th. Who knows? You're not worried about the Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins, those last three games, I'm not really too keen on. But it looks like another AFC East championship for them. It looks like they're going to be in the playoffs again. And them is just going into their healthy. Um, if they can get Nikhil Harry on the field, that would really help them offensively because – It'll give them somebody who can stretch the field. He's 6'2", 228 pounds, nine and a half hands, 44, five-ish, but it's not breakaway, it's not break speed, but it's decent with that size. So it gives Brady another target. And that's what he needs right now. But they got to show up at that offensive line, and they got to get some of the Michelle the football. They got to start running the ball again. And run it the way the Patriots know how to. 
that game was a great game for Baltimore. Um, defense was excellent. They were flying around the football, and they were flying after Tom Brady. It was like they put their ears back and were gone. They were coming for him left and right. And let's be honest. The Giants put out the blueprint on how to beat the Patriots a long time ago. That is, put Brady on his back. That's what you got to do. You got to be physical with that offensive line. You got to blitz. You got to throw off their timing. You do that, you beat them. You do that and you beat them. Everybody knows this. But to know it and to do it is two different things. Next game I like to talk about, Vikings and the Chiefs. Now both Vikings and the Chiefs are now 6-3. Um, Kansas City pulling it out. Um, I really was kind of disappointed with the Vikings. I thought I would see more from that defense. But what Andy Reid offense, all that talent, which they have a ton of talent on that offense, which is crazy. I didn't see their defense shutting down the Vikings the way they did. I really didn't. I really didn't see that coming. Um, If, if, and that's a huge if, if the Kansas City defense can really stay focused and limit a team like Minnesota's no slouch. Dalvin Cook only had 71 yards rushing. They stifled him from running the football the way he normally is running the football. I think he had like 100 yards in his past three, three games. And I'm not going to lie, you make Kirk Cousins beat you. Kirk Cousins was 19 for 38, nothing impressive. Threw three, three, three touchdown passes, but let's be honest. Stephon Diggs had four targets. Four targets. You're not going to win with Minnesota like that. You got to get him to football, especially when throwing the ball. Um, and that's what really hurt him. I mean, he didn't hit his major guys for touchdowns. No Dalvin Cook, Laquan Treadwell, Kyle Rudolph, Amir Abdullah had a touchdown. Bicey Johnson, Stephon Diggs was one, one reception on four targets. That can't happen. That can't happen. For Minnesota to win, that can't happen. But that's a big loss for the Vikings because that puts them that NFC North is pretty thick. But it's, it's a dogfight between them and Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay lost also, so they're 7-2. and two. Minnesota had a chance to take the lead in that division. They fall to 6-3. and three. Detroit's been fighting everybody tooth and nail the whole season. So I see them really – they're going to destroy somebody's season because that team is something else. They're in every game, every game. Every game, they're down to the wire. Chicago, I don't know what's going on with that offense. I don't even know what's going on with the defense right now because the defense is not looking good either. So that NFC North is basically a two-team show. Could Detroit get back in it? 
I hope so. I like what I see from them. They're a tough team, um, and they compete. And that's what you need. If you're a fan for Detroit, you got to be happy what you're seeing from that team because they're not the, they're not the laughing stock anymore. They're a team that they know that when you go against them, you better bring it. You better bring it. Otherwise, you will get embarrassed. You definitely will. They'll, they'll take a win from you. That's for sure. Kansas City's leading the AFC West. They're 6-3. and three. Oakland's trailing behind them, 4-4. Four and four. Los Angeles Rams are 4-4. Four and 4-5, four. Four and five, excuse me. Denver's 3-6. and six. So Kansas City looks like they're going to walk away with that AFC West. They look like they're going to walk away with that, which is pretty good. I'm happy for that one. I mean, but they still got to prove that they're going with that defense. Because everybody knows defense wins championships. That's just facts. Next game coming up, we got... Which I was very happy to see. And I got to give Mike Tomlin a lot of credit. Pittsburgh pulling out another victory against Indianapolis. Jacoby Brissett went down for Indianapolis, but I don't know how severe his injury is. Supposedly a knee sprain. Um, That cost him big time. That cost him big time because... To lose your quarterback, he goes down. Indianapolis' quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, he went down early. And you had the backup quarterback come in. Uh, let me see what his stats were. I don't even know his name. Um, let's see. Brian Hoyer. Yes, Brian Hoyer was 17 to 26. 168, threw for three touchdown passes and had an interception. Um, Not gaudy numbers. Um, Marlon Mack picked up most of the slack, ran the ball for 21 rushes, 89 yards. Um, And Indianapolis was missing T.Y. Hilton also. So also what very rarely happens is Adam Vinatieri missed the field goal. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen very often. And, you know, Indianapolis is a tough team. They're fighting in that division. I see them, hopefully, between them and Houston, they're going at it. And I hope for them that Jacoby Brissett comes back. He's still healthy. Playoff picture for hmm. Welcome back. Sorry for the interruption. Had a little thing you gotta take care of, a little technical difficulties, but we're back. And just gonna finish up this week in the NFL. I'm not gonna keep you guys long. I know you guys are like, oh this guy keeps talking. But it's what it is. Um Looking over the standings, looking over these games. A lot of teams are on a bubble. Um, 
definitely on the bubble. Could they be competitive? Could they not? Who's going to step up this last half of the season? I mean, you got Kansas City at 6-3 in the AFC West. Houston 6-3 in the AFC South. Baltimore 6-2 in the AFC North. Patriots are the Patriots in AFC West. and I mean, the AFC East. Sorry about that. But then you have teams like the Steelers who are 4-4 right now. Could they make a push for the NFC North? The AFC North? (sighs) They've had a lot of injuries. They've lost a lot, but they still keep battling. Mike Tomlin's doing a hell of a job with that team. Um, Cleveland's been the hugest disappointment. Now they're 2-6. Freddie Kitchens has to go. How do you lose to Denver? How do you lose to Denver with a first with a first with a quarterback in his first start? How does that happen? They're not getting the ball to Odell Beckham at all. Um that offensive just looked horrible. Predictable. Um Baker Mayfield is kid struggling under the gun. He's got to understand, listen, you're the quarterback. You want to take all the praise? You're going to get all the flack when you lose. That's the NFL. That's football. But you got Houston. Deshaun Watson's balling out of control. Um, I hope Jacoby Corsett can come back from that injury and play some solid football. Let me just check on that. See what he's listed for next week. Because that injury, MRI shows Colts Brissett has an ML, MCL sprain. Hmm. MCL sprain, he may be out a couple of weeks with that. He's probably going to be day to day. Um, let's see. It's questionable for next week, um, which is to be expected. Um, who do they have next week? Who do they have? Because they're five and three right now, and they've been playing great football. And if I think he doesn't go out, I think they win that football game. But that's neither here nor there because you can't do what ifs in the NFL. You can't do what ifs at all because it's history is history. It's over and done. And it is what it is. Let's see who they have. Da, 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 da. Indianapolis has a gimme game. Miami. So you can sit him for this week, get him back healthy. I would. I wouldn't even start him. I'd definitely let him sit, come back healthy for next week. You wouldn't have no worries with that. Definitely. Thursday night game. Mm. That Thursday night game is going to be tough. Los Angeles at Oakland. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. Detroit, Chicago next week. Baltimore, Cincinnati. Buffalo, Cleveland. You got some good games coming up next week. You definitely do. This is the nitty-gritty part of the season. These last two months of football 
really decide the season. And this is really where you see who's who's the best teams and who's really going to take control and go on that Super Bowl run that we all love to see as fans. Um, Saints is seven and one in the NFC South. NFC is stacked, kind of. NFC has a lot of good football teams from the North, the South, and the West. And those three divisions, I mean, Green Bay, Minnesota in the North, and Detroit. I'm going to put Detroit in that conversation also. Um, the South, the Saints, and the Panthers. Who knows how Cam Newton's going to come back for the second half of the season, if he can come back for the second half of the season for the Carolina Panthers. That's, that's a big if, and they need him healthy. He comes back healthy. It's going to be very interesting to see. Um, all this talk of they all Kyle Allen and you, you try to go on from Cam Newton if you want to, but I'm sorry. Kyle Allen is no Cam, Cam Newton. But in that NFC West, this is a big game. Um, Seahawks, 49ers, and the Rams. That NFC West could be decided within the next three or four weeks because... Even though the 49ers are 8-0, who do they play? Who do they play? I mean, you're really impressed by what you've seen from them? I mean, you barely beat the Cardinals 28-25. You're 8-0. You really sold on them. Rams had a bye week last week. Seahawks beat up on the Buccaneers. Buccaneers pushed him in that game, even though Seahawks won 40-34. That's something you seen that you knew was going to happen. Certain thing you know. Certain things you know. Sun's going to come up tomorrow. <laughs> you know that's going to happen. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, hopefully the Rams can get healthy. They get healthy. They could be a problem. I mean, right now, there's not a lot separating each team in that division. Seahawks sitting at uh, six and two, you know, seven, seven and two. Forty nine is eight in a row, and the Rams are five and three. All of that could change. All of that can change in the next couple of weeks. So that division, that division could flip upside down in a second. But who do I see coming out of that division? Pfft. Hates me to say this, but I think Seattle Seahawks can end up winning the West. Uh, they just have too much. Their defense, they got a veteran quarterback, MVP quarterback and Russell Wilson. I don't see them going wrong with that at all. San Francisco, even though that defense is lights out, they haven't played anybody yet, and let's call a spade a spade. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo is unproven. Yes, he's had a great record, but can he take a team to the playoffs? Can he win in the playoffs? Still not proven commodity yet. Sorry to tell you this. I mean, if you go over their, their wins this season, the 49ers beat... The Buccaneers, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Browns they pounced on, 
They beat the Rams 20-7. Say that. I'll give them that game. You shut out Washington. You beat a Cam... A Carolina Panthers team without Cam Newton. You barely beat the Cardinals, 28-25. So, out of those teams, Steelers are 4-4. Four four. Buccaneers, I think, 2-something. Bengals are 0 for. The Browns have two wins. Redskins have one win. Carolina's 5-3. Cardinals are 3-4. and four. Next Monday night, they got to show up and show out. They got the Seahawks. The 49ers got to let everybody know who they are because they got the Seahawks next game. And only want me to take them seriously? Ooh, damn. Second half of their season is rough. <laughs> I mean, you got the Seahawks next week, Monday night, followed by the Cardinals, Packers, Ravens, and Saints. Those three games alone, Packers, Ravens, and Saints, could put a real debt in their schedule, hard body, in their playoffs hopes. After that, you get a gimme game against the Falcons, but then you got the Rams, and you also got the Seahawks to finish up the season with. I'm telling you right now, a lot of football to be played. They can be 8-0 and go end up 8-8 eight eight. <laughs> seriously seriously because like they have no gimme games except for the only gimme games they got is really if you want to call it a gimme game is against the Falcons because they very well could lose against the Seahawks the Cardinals played them tough they can lose against them they're going against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers they can lose against them the Ravens at Baltimore they're going into New Orleans. Only good thing about the last is the Falcons and the Rams, and they play that my home. Then you got to end your season against Seattle in Seattle. Oh, damn. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so all you 49ers fans out there, I hope y'all, I hope y'all ready. I hope you had your breakfast because this is going to be tough. This is going to be a tough end of the season for you guys. Um. But I wish them the best. I hope they do well. I know this is making some good football, good conversations. 49ers haven't been in a, in a playoff conversation in years. And it's exciting to see. You've got a very a franchise with a great history. So that's, that's good to see. So next week, who do we have? Actually, one game I wanted to talk about and put in there. Put them on blast in a sense. Because you got a lot of teams out here who just act like they're just... You see them, you just, they give you a little bit to get happy about, then they take it away. And, you know... <sighs> Cleveland Browns, man. What in the Sam Hills going on out in Cleveland? I don't know. You got all that talent. You got arguably a great assembly of talent on both sides of the football. 
And it's not like they're really getting blown out by teams. You know, it's not like they're really getting blown out. Cleveland is in games, but they seem like they can't just pull off a win. Um, you look at their stats. You see Nick Chubb is running the hell out the football. I mean, he's got 803 yards, soon to break 1,000 yards, six TDs. Odell Beckham's their leading receiver, and he's barely getting targeted. Barely getting targeted. So let's see what's the problem. Is it Baker? Is it Kitchens? Somebody got to pay for this. Somebody got to go. I don't think it's going to be Baker, but Kitchens has to go. You can't have all that talent and just don't execute. I mean, just looks poorly. They got pounced by the Ravens 40 to 25. They were in the game against the Seahawks 32 28. They lose to the Patriots 27 13. You lose to the Broncos 24 19. I mean, you beat the Jets, and you beat the Ravens handily, which is crazy. You lose to the Titans first game of the season. All right, we give it a mulligan. But that game against the Ravens, Nick Chubb had 165 yards, three touchdowns. Jarvis Landry, eight receptions for 167 yards. But Baker Mayfield still had only one touchdown pass in that game. 40 points and one touchdown pass. Something's not right. Something's not right. Somebody's got to go. Freddie Kitchens. (sighs) Let's see if he makes it through the week. Let's see if he makes it to my NFL weekend preview. I don't think he does. But if he does, mm, mm, mm. I'll tip my cap to him. I'll tip my cap to him. Definitely will. Oh, man. It was a tough week this week, man. It was a tough week. I ain't see at all Green Bay taking that L. I ain't see it coming. You know, but as Aaron Rodgers said, they needed that slice of humble pie. They needed it, you know. I was hoping they would pull that game out. I was really looking forward to them pulling that game out. I mean, Jacksonville just came and put it on them. Defense showed up for Jacksonville. I mean, you keep Green Bay to 11 points, big time. Big time win for them, especially for Jacksonville, big time. But Aaron Rodgers cost me some money. Not Jacksonville. What am I talking about? Oh, boy. You know I'm tired. Doing the overnight, folks. Bear with me. Old man. Los Angeles Chargers. I'm sorry. Oof. You know, you're tired when you just start seeing other teams and stuff. But that's the beauty of sports and doing things live and off the cuff. and It's a beautiful thing. 
you like it, you like it, you love it, you don't, hey, I'm still going to keep doing it. It's what I love to do. Talk football, talk sports. It's fun. Hopefully you like it. But I'm going to sign off. It's getting late. It's almost over. <sighs> NFL's done for this night, this topic. I tell you what, though. What I do want to talk about a little bit more, and I'm telling you right now, this basketball season has been a very entertaining one so far. Um, The New Orleans Pelicans, they're a scary team. You add Zion to that mix, and I hope Lonzo Ball is okay. Um, I seen he pulled up a little lame, looked like he might have tweaked something. They took him out for cramps, but I hope that's just it. Uh, but Brandon Ingram went off tonight for 40 points. Him and Kyrie went at it. Um, I like that Brooklyn Nets team. They get a guy who can really take over a game. And as good as D'Angelo Russell was for them last year, he's no Kyrie Irving. Kyrie can dominate a game and really put your team in a position to win and has that experience of a champion because he is a champion. So I like what I'm seeing from Brooklyn. Um, Houston Rockets still got to figure it out. Um, Still trying to figure it out. I mean, that combination of James Harden and Russell Westbrook, uh, tonight they gave Russell the night off. James had another 44 points. 7 to 16 from three-point land. The guy just has the green light. I mean, unbelievable. Kevin Durant out. James Harden is probably arguably the best offensive player in basketball. Um, looking at the Sixers tonight. Without Joel Embiid, Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns put it on him. Put it on him. I believe Booker had what? I think he had forty points. Yeah, Devin Booker had forty points. Um, Al Horford had thirty-two. Ben Simmons with six points. Even though he had seven steals. Six assists, five rebounds. Ben Simmons, you can't take eight shots, bro. I'm going to say, bro, eight shots? Come on. Can't take eight shots, my man. I mean, all this stuff we seen you shooting and all that stuff, we got to see you put the bucket in the hole, man. You have to take at least 10 to 15 shots if this team's going to win. I don't know, man. I don't know about Philly. I like Philly, but I don't know about Philly. Ben Simmons got to step up for them. He really does. There's no way he scores eight points against them. Ooh, this is a shocker. Portland Trailblazers drop to the Golden State Warriors. Let me see this one. Let me see who went off in that game. Damian Lillard had 39 points. 
CJ McCollum at 14 for the Trailblazers. I don't care about that. Let's see who went off for the Warriors because somebody had to go off. Eric Pascal. Or Pascal. I think that's how I pronounced his last name. I hope I pronounced it correctly. Ooh. Boy went up for 34 points. Had 10, had 13 rebounds. Hmm. No wonder they took that. Gave him that W. And they played without, without D. Russell, too. Ooh, wow. That's a big win for them. That's a real big win for them. So you mean to tell me? No Draymond Green. No D'Angelo Russell. No Steph Curry. And the Portland Trailblazers drop to the Golden State Warriors? Mm -mm, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. That's just a lack of focus right there. A lack of focus on the Trailblazers part. Serious. They should not lose that game whatsoever. Damon looks too good. Hassan Whiteside too good. But I guess sometimes you just have guys who have nights, you know. Ooh, Timberwolves in the Bucks. Let's see. Oh, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns is out. So due to that suspension of him fighting with Joel and B, which would have been a nice matchup. Um, but Giannis was Giannis. 34 points, 15 rebounds, 6 assists. Andrew Wiggins. For the Timberwolves, I believe he had, make sure I got this right, Wiggins, 25 points, nothing major, um, hit four for seven for three-point land, but nobody really dominated in that game for Minnesota, and Giannis being Giannis, he just took it home. I mean, sheesh. You score that many points. 34 points. Was it 34 points? 4 7. 34 points. 6 11 for the free throw line. 11 rebounds. No, 15 rebounds and 6 assists. Middleton chimed in for 26. Eric Bledsoe had 22. Off the bench, Desenzo, I said that correctly, was 3 for 4 from three point land. Added another 17 points. They got both Lopez brothers now on that team. Shameful. Milwaukee's still going to be a problem, though. Still think the East is going to come down to Milwaukee and the 76ers, but it's all about who stays healthy. It's very early in the season. Let's see what finds out. Next tonight in the NBA. I'm going to wrap up Straight Sports Talk Radio tonight because I'm a little tired. I've been grinding, been working hard. Thank you for listening once again. This is Zach Humphrey. This is Straight Sports Talk Radio. Thank you. God bless. Good night.